Welcome to Growing Faith, a Basin City project of connecting to one another through personal history. Located in a small farming community in eastern Washington, we aren't just growing crops, we're growing faith. Every person has a unique story. Listen in as we share, connect, and learn from one another. Okay, so um, I'm here with Marilyn Freeman, my mother-in-law, and I'm Robin Freeman. I married her son, and today we get to interview her a little and learn about her personal history. So Marilyn, um, first of all, can you share a little bit about you know your childhood, where you grew up, and um, maybe some information about your experience with the church during that time? I grew up in California little town called Visalia, and uh, my, um, well, my grandfather was from Portugal, and he came over on as a stowaway, and grandma was here in the United States, so they were raised, uh, they're Portuguese, and they were raised in the Catholic Church, and so my father, because it was uh, 19... 42 or thereabouts, uh, was on the walnut orchard of his grandpa. His mother and father were divorced, and so grandpa was raising them, and he joined the military. And, when he, and, and, and he met my mother in the military. She was the secretary, and uh, they fell in love, and they got married. When they got home, uh, my grandpa and his family was not very happy because my mother was a Mormon and he didn't marry a Portuguese girl and he didn't marry a Catholic. And so the marriage was kind of rough in the beginning. And then um, but my mom and dad had a good marriage. I mean, it was just me and my sister. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. I don't know. So you mentioned that your mother was a member of the church. Mm-hmm. So how did that affect your upbringing and association with the church? And uh, when when did you join the church? I guess my sister and I knew that my mother was different than my dad as far as church-wise. And we started out in the Catholic church. and But it wasn't, when we went, it wasn't in English. And my sister and I were not thrilled about sitting in church. It wasn't English. We didn't understand any of it. And so I remember us telling Dad and Mom, they said, okay, we tried Daddy's church. Now we'd like to try Mama's church. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just kind of how we ended up going to the Mormon church. And then you could understand it, so yes, it made yes. it more enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> and so... And Dad didn't have any problem with it. It was just meant to be. Yeah. God knows what more can I say. So then, um, how did how did it transpire where you you and your sister joined the church? What happened towards that? Well, we did, got. Were you baptized at eight or? No, no, no. I wasn't baptized until sixteen. I never went to primary. I don't even believe that we went to church when we were babies. I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. So I think we were probably teenage, or at okay. least I was. Yeah. 
when we started going to church because oh. I re- only had uh, one year of seminary. And that was done in not a Mormon church. It was in another building because this town didn't have one yet. And we had a lawyer who wasn't active teaching seminary. And he only taught the New Testament. That's all he ever taught. And that's all I ever had. So until I yeah. the church. So how did you meet your spouse? How did you meet Ray? My mother was put into uh, young women's as a secretary uh, because my sister and I were going to church. And um, we didn't have uh, a building, and we had to go. It's kind of like Basin City to Pasco to go to state meetings. And so my mother would take a carload um, to the state meetings because there was a dance afterwards, and all of us girls wanted to go to a dance. So we went to the dances, and um, I met Dave Freeman, at a dance because Ray Freeman was at Rick's college. And so I met Dave and he was a talkative boy. And, and then we had state conference in an auditorium in Fresno and mom and my sister and some of the girls were at conference one time and Ray was home from college and that summer and he saw my sister and us on the bottom floor. He was in the balcony. And uh, he asked Dave if he knew that group of girls, and he did. And so we were introduced, and then I still kept going to dances. Then I met Ray. So it sounds like um, the, the people that were here uh, definitely had a very positive influence in your life. Is there... Um, someone or some you know group of people or family members that you can think of that maybe had a, a real strong influence in your life and, and maybe how that was? I think more or less in California with my um, mother-in-law because um, I married into a family that they were all educated. Ray's sisters were school teachers, and and the boys went to college, and and um, I learned a lot from my mother-in-law. She was very intelligent and very doer, and um, and I I had an uncle that was a principal, and when I was getting married, I told him that I, uh, and uh, and he said, he said, Marilyn, you watch and you listen, and you will learn. Just watch and listen. And so that's what I did, and um uh, and I wanted to, so when I got here and got, actually, I rode around with Ray all the time on the farm, learned a lot, wasn't very good at anything, but learned a lot. 
So when I came to Washington, I was just having kids, but I worked, I worked out in the fields with them. And uh, Ray really didn't care um, how my house was, and I tried to have a nice house, but he didn't care. All he wanted was me to be with him. So we did everything together. And um, he and his mom were the ones that kind of built my confidence. I know that when Ray's oldest sister, Janice, came up to see us here, something just came up in conversation. And she said, Ray, when you married Ray, when you married Marilyn, I couldn't figure out why you married her. She couldn't do anything. Um, and he, she says, now I've seen and I've been with her long enough, and there isn't anything she won't try and anything she won't do. He said, she said, we love her, and she's just as good as the rest of us. So it was really the family. That's wonderful. I so appreciate you opening up your heart to us. Um, if it's all right, I would love to ask maybe one or two more questions. So I'd like to t turn the direction a little bit to the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe have you share um, that journey that you experienced as you came to know Christ more and more and how your testimony grew, maybe even an experience of when you first recognized that you knew those things were true. Um, it was Basin City. The people here just seemed to have strong testimonies. And I remember one fast and testimony meeting that some women that were men, I don't even remember who, just would talk about their spiritual experiences when they knew the church was true. And I thought, well... I believe the church is true, but I've never really had an experience. So I remember kneeling down and praying because and, I'd never asked. And so I asked Heavenly Father if the church was true. And he just told me, I mean, I heard him say, you already know it's true. And that has stayed with me to where, how many times do you have to ask? I don't have to ask anymore. I know it's true. Do I have questions there? No, I don't have any questions. I know that a prophet is the prophet, and he cannot misguide me. And so if I want to know about stories or what Christ did, yeah, I can learn about that. But as far as as um, my testimony, I have a testimony because God told me it was true. And that's all I needed to know. 
Well, as most of the people in the communities here, and actually I'd say everywhere, <laughs> um, we all struggle with things, and and you're no stranger to challenges and um, sorrows and hard times. So I'm just wondering, as maybe one of my final questions, what is something, what's one truth that you hold on to that really helps you during your times of struggle? I know God loves me. And he knows what I can and cannot do. And he's there for me. And so he's not going to give me anything I cannot handle. And so whatever challenges I have to go through, I know he knows I can do it. And so that's my testimony. Yeah. I was just thinking as you were sharing that and even my question like you have made such an impact um, through the things you've done here, like in your work, you work, you've worked in the elementary schools, you've worked in the junior high, you've, you've been involved in the youth in many ways and different parts of their lives. And even yesterday when we were in town together, somebody saw you that you've known and she's now married and she just had to give you a big hug and thank you for the positive influence you've been in her life and, What's one thing that, you know, if there was one thing you could tell a youth or, or even if it was yourself as a younger self, what would, what's something that you would encourage in the world that we're living in today for youth to consider or hold fast to? I tried to teach them that they're in charge of their lives, not their, their parents can guide, the teachers can try to teach, but you have to make the choice to choose to get an education you choose to do bad you choose to do good but you're in charge you have do not blame anybody else you have nobody else to blame if you come from a, a bad family I tell them that does not have to be the road you take you have seen the good and there is not a child born bad, and that you can see good and choose what you want for your life, and that you can do it, and that I love them. That's what I tell them. You live that life. You live that as a bright example. Everywhere I go, I, and everywhere I see you touch, that's the message that I see being shared in your actions and words and everything. And. I just want to thank you for taking some time today to open your heart to us and share a little more about you and your testimony of Jesus Christ and his gospel. And I love you, and I'm so grateful. I'm part of the Freeman family, too.